Here we go. West Hills Friends is a Quaker meeting in Portland, Oregon. You can find more information about our community at westhillsfriends.org. As a Quaker community, we encourage everyone to share from their hearts. Especially as it pertains to God's leading in their lives. These words are shared into a community that values the opportunity to respond and dialogue about what is said. The responses and dialogue are not included in this recording. The views expressed in this content are solely those of the original contributor. And do not necessarily speak for the entire West Hills Friends community. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Good morning, friends. My name is David. I have been hearing Quakers and others use the term resonance often. As in, I am in resonance with what that friend just said. For example, two weeks ago at Adelphi Friends, an unprogrammed Quaker meeting in the Washington, D.C. area, I heard the word resonance used at least four independent times during their waiting worship time. You know what's happening often when you start counting. I hear it often here at West Hills Friends. I care about language for multiple reasons, and in part because words can prop up someone or words can hurt someone. We are in fact, not drenched in religious language like earlier generations of Christians and Quakers were. So that when there are words or phrases that speak to our faith, especially words and phrases that don't seem tainted by misbehaving religious groups, and you know what I mean, then I think it is good to really know what we are saying and to use such words with each other and with others well. So this morning I put together a short visit to the meaning of resonance. Definition from the appropriate Wikipedia articles, and yes, I use that tool some. Quote, resonance is a phenomenon in which a vibrating system or external force drives another system to oscillate with greater amplitude at specific resonant frequencies. At resonance frequencies, small periodic driving forces have the ability to produce large amplitude oscillations due to the storage of vibrational energy, end quote. That's actually from two articles. So, a loud organ can cause glass to rattle in the room it's being played. Perhaps even, or, or a singer can cause a nearby glass to vibrate, perhaps even to break, uh, as those of us of a certain age can remember Memorex, <laughs> right? Is it real or is it Memorex? And, I think it was Ella Fitzgerald who's singing and hits that high note and causes the glass to break. That's all resonance. I'm quite familiar, in fact, with the concept of resonance from the chemical research tool nuclear magnetic resonance spectroscopy, from which the imaging tool magnetic resonance imaging, or MRI, 
was birthed. In these, spins, nuclear spins, such as hydrogen atoms, and there are two per water, rotate or precess together to generate a large amplitude signal in the case of magnetic resonance imaging. We take advantage of imaging the water. That's actually what you're seeing in those MRI images, or lack of water in some places. Now, there are two ways to generate resonance. There's selective and non-selective. For selective resonance coupling, one simply adds energy to a first, from a first entity to a second entity at the precise resonant frequency of that first entity. For example, put a child on a swing. And if you push the child at the resonant frequency of the pendulum swing, the child goes higher and higher, and you hear laughter. If you get out of phase with that, use a different resonant energy or frequency, chaos ensues and the child cries. <laughs> As for, whoop, my uh, notes have scrolled. Non-selective, oh, this is fun. We could take that piano over there and with some help, because my back isn't feeling very great these days, we could lift it just a little bit, and on the count of three, drop it. What would happen to those strings? They would vibrate, and they would probably all vibrate. That's non-selective excitation, and it's not very pleasing to the ear, as it turns out. So, what might we mean by resonance in the context of our meetings for worship, or our spiritual discussions with one another? Perhaps more than just simple conceptual agreement. It is as if we were on a swing of emotional or conceptual, spiritual, heart-to-heart, -heart, whatever, understanding. And someone has given a push, and we go with it. And if that push continues, we might swing higher and higher in that concept or that spiritual energy, whatever's happening. Or perhaps there's just one push, but there's been somehow a coupled amplifier, so we swing higher than the energy input. And here's where perhaps the metaphor between the, the physics definition and our spiritual understanding of resonance breaks down a little bit. But that's okay. I just couple an amplifier into the process and it works. It is apparent to me that our, in our, our colloquial term, resonance applies that we, or implies that we are already primed or tuned to answer strongly and positively to that being offered by someone else. As if we are already tuned to that input frequency or energy. Turns out frequency and energy are the same thing in physics. All of the people in the room, perhaps, I'm sorry, of all the people in the room, perhaps your response is more than anyone else's response amplified by that which is being offered. That would be resonance, I think, as we often mean it when we say it. 
This is all actually remarkably close with that technical scientific uh, definition of resonance. Okay, I'm going to go to the Gospel of John, which is not the easiest thing to understand when you're reading from the Bible, but I'm going to go to John 8 and read one of the more difficult passages. Let's see what happens. This is 8.25 to 30. I did not look it up in the Bibles, but um, there it is. Who are you, they asked, they being the crowds in Jerusalem, so Jews primarily. Just what I've been telling you from the beginning, Jesus replied, I have much to say in judgment of you. And, but he who sent me is trustworthy, and what I have heard from him, I tell the world. They did not understand what he was telling them about his father. So Jesus said, when you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am he, and that I do nothing on my own, but speak just what the Father has taught me. The one who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I always do what pleases him. Now, resonance. Maybe we're sensing a resonance between Jesus and God in this passage. But listen to this. Tough stuff. And if you go back to earlier, the paragraph before, and lead into this, it's even harder. Okay. There are lots of reasons why, why John might be a little tricky. You can talk to me later if you want about that. But... Here's the next line. Even as he spoke, many believed in him. Wow. See, there's the resonance that I'm sensing. So here, during some of the most difficult teachings of Jesus, somehow some people found resonance with him. So I leave us with this little question. How can we tune or prepare ourselves to have resonances with the inputs we want to have and somehow not with the inputs we don't want to have? In other words, are there ways we can use resonances or the concept of resonance to become closer to being the people we want to be? Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We're really happy that so many of you are finding it to be helpful and as a way to stay connected with what's going on with us here at West Hills Friends. If you'd like to stay connected with us in other ways, we have a couple options for you. You can check out our website. It's westhillsfriends.org. There you'll find some more information about who we are as a community. You can also follow us on Facebook. We have a Facebook account by just searching for West Hills Friends. You can also follow us on Instagram. We have a Instagram account with the name West Hills Friends. So we hope that you'll get connected with us in other ways. And again, thanks for taking the time to listen to this podcast.